Welcome back to the Eucatropolis Podcast. I'm your host, James Hill. Today we get to talk about one of my favorite ukulele topics of all time, and that is claw hammer. Claw hammer is a style of playing that we borrow from the banjo, and it's in that category of things that can change your life. This technique certainly changed my life. It changed my whole approach to playing this instrument. But a technique without a song is kind of dry. And so the question that we're going to investigate takes us right to the heart of the old-time repertoire with a tune called Angeline the Baker. Anyone who plays old-time music knows Angeline. The tune is part of the Americana Ukulele course at Eucatropolis. And today we get to look deeper into that arrangement courtesy of one of our student questions. Let's go now to another tune in the Americana course. This one is um, Angeline the Baker. Angeline the Baker is one of the most played uh, old-time tunes. It works beautifully for claw hammer, and claw hammer is that old time style of banjo playing. Uh, not the new Quicksilver bluegrass kind of uh, three-finger Earl Scruggs style, but the very sort of ancient, um, more modal and droney kind of almost meditative style of banjo. <laughs> This is a style I have loved for many, many years. Um, I find similar to Travis Picking, that it gets me in a zone. It gets me in kind of a mood. And uh, and uh, even though it's uh, very rhythmic and kind of gets you, into a, uh, uh, gets you into a groove, it's also very melodic. And I think that's what this question from Scott is, is about. Scott says... Uh, hi, James. Very nice claw hammer arrangement of this tune. Uh, Scott's actually done a really nice arrangement himself, so he knows the tune really well. I had a listen. It's really cool. Um, he said, this track is a is an endless source of inspiration, and I agree. Some, some songs are like that, right? You just keep going back to the well, and you learn something new every time you play the song. Angeline the Baker is one of those pieces, for me at least, and it sounds like it is for Scott as well. Uh, he says, there are a lot of chords, there's sort of a drone on the C string, but in your version, um, in measures five and seven, he says, you go for um, one of the notes on the fourth string. I'll play you that section now so you know what Scott's talking about. <laughs> Here it is again. Right there, I'm just going to like freeze frame right there. Instead of playing those notes in a row on a single string, I'm reaching over to the fourth string so that if you listen closely, you can hear those two ringing at the same time. Now that's something I'm borrowing from uh, the great John King, who inspired many, many players 
to explore this idea of campanella style, which is, um, campanella means um, little bells in Italian. So it's a style where you're using the high fourth string to create um, harp-like passages where each note in a melody is played on a different string so that they can bleed into one another, so they can ring over each other, just like little church bells, like that. And I'm borrowing a little bit of that in this section of um, Angeline the Baker. It goes by really fast, so you don't really hear it as so much bell-like, but it gives a nice little pop to that, um, that passing note. As opposed to... We're not hammering it down on a single string. That way, really punches out each of the notes. And Scott's looking at this arrangement and saying, I, I don't really understand your interpretation, he says. Uh, this, this is, it's hard not to cut out the, the C string drone when you do that by accident, which he really likes, and so do I. He said it's hard not to cut that out, and it creates a sort of a void in that moment because the drone suddenly disappears. So what do you do? Do you play that fourth string note in such a way as to leave that C string ringing? Or do you muffle this string throughout the piece? Uh, he's just not sure what's more important, the continuation of the drone or the punchiness of that campanella moment. So... Sure, we're looking at this arrangement through a microscope right now. But um, it's an interesting question about a really interesting piece that continues to uh, inspire generations of players. Now, this piece only has two chords in it. C and F. That's it, in the whole piece. And yet this two-chord song, Angeline the Baker, continues to give and give and give. So that's kind of interesting. Those are the great songs, aren't they? The, the ones that can withstand so much twisting and turning and scrutiny. You put them under a microscope and you just see more and more and more inside great melodies, great tunes like this. I guess what I would say, Scott, is that, um, first of all, thanks for the kind words about the arrangement. I'm glad you like it. Um, when I go for those G-string notes, I do momentarily sh uh, muffle the C string. And I don't really mind that. I think it gives a little lift to the music um, that I find is kind of rhythmic and, and refreshing. So here's what I mean. Do you hear how the C string drone kind of drops out for a second? And I kind of find that that nice, you know? I think it, it almost like highlights the melody. Uh, rather than feeling like the bottom drops out, I just kind of feel like it, it, it lets the melody shine through just for a moment. Um, like um, when, you're, uh, when, when you're skateboarding and you're going along and you hear the, you hear the, uh, the, 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 the sound of the, uh, 
of the wheels on the ground sort of grinding. And then there's a jump and you hear just silence for a moment. And then the trucks go back down. You know, I've always loved that kind of like continuous sound and then a sudden interruption and then right back into the sound. It almost feels like a like a jump and then a falling back into the groove. And I guess what I'm saying to Scott is that it's really kind of a matter of interpretation. It's a matter of opinion. Like he uh, is sitting there going, yeah, but the drone drops out and I really love the drone. And I'm going, yeah, but listen, the drone drops out. Isn't that cool? You know, um, all that to say that there's a lot of leeway in these kind of arrangements for your own interpretation. And what I love about what Scott has posted here on this on this uh, comment is that he's got his own arrangement. And uh, I'll link that in the, the show notes uh, when we're done so you can check out his arrangement. Um, he's coming to it with a a really good understanding of the tune and asking a really detailed question, um, which really made me think about what was more important to me, like the momentum of that drone or the slight lift that I'm getting when I mute that drone. Uh, It doesn't change the arrangement at all. It just changes your perception of the music as you're hearing it. And um, that was really interesting to me. And Scott, I really appreciate the, um, the comments, the question, and the arrangement that you have done. So thanks so much. For those of you who haven't uh, explored Clawhammer, it's another one of these extremely physical um, techniques that is very simple in concept, but can take a long time to internalize. But I highly recommend it. There's lots of resources out there. Um, Lil Rev, Aaron Keim, uh, Kathy Fink, uh, lots of people have put together really great claw hammer resources that you can find on um, YouTube and elsewhere. Of course, um, there's there's lessons on claw hammer in the Americana ukulele course from me. Um, it's something that really changed my life. It's a technique that uh, I can't imagine, you know, living without. I often just pick up my ukulele and um, when I'm playing for myself, when I'm not playing for an audience, I'm not trying to impress anybody or you know, make money I often find myself drifting back into Clawhammer because it's so meditative and um, once you get the hang of it it's, it's, it's effortless and the, the melodies just sort of tumble out of the ukulele
that's a version of uh, Johnson Boys that I learned from Jerry Canote, another wonderful claw hammer player. So if you're looking ahead in your own ukulele journey and you're wondering, hmm, where should I go next? And you haven't yet explored claw hammer, I highly recommend it. It might change your life the way it did mine. So good luck. And uh, Scott, thanks for the question. Hope that helps. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Euketropolis podcast. I'm your host, James Hill. I'll be back again next week, but for a very special podcast episode. On February 16th, Uke Heads, the album, is going to be released. This is an album that started well over a year ago with an idea to turn an album into a community and to invite my fans and my friends from all over the world to perform with me on a new album. It has finally arrived, and I'm very excited to share it with you all. That will be the topic of next week's episode, and I'll see you then.